Hey there, lady. You're tuned into Wine and Gine, a lively woman's health podcast hosted by two licensed midwives, Kelly Pappas and Tiffany Alblinger. We're dragging every sister, mom, and best friend on our mission to make chatting about the female body and everything that comes along with it a normal and amusing thing. Grab a glass of wine with us while we flex our vagina expertise and dish on women's health topics each episode. Remember, you too can be a vagina expert because you have one. Hey, Gainers. Welcome back to the podcast. You are tuned in for episode 14. This one, I know, when you saw it pop up, you were like, Mm -hmm. I gotta listen to that. (laughs) (laughs) What in the world will they be talking about today? Because either you have period sex and you've been trying to tell people for years that they should do it. Or you don't have period sex and you're like, I can't believe they are going to talk about period sex. Or maybe you're in the third category and you have period sex, but you've never told anybody because you're like, I don't think anybody else has this. I think there's three categories. You're right. You're totally right. Yeah. I am. As usual. (laughs) No. So let's discuss why it's an issue. Like you guys know, we bring up things that either don't get talked about enough or they don't get talked about well. Yes. And so what makes period sex taboo? Well, I mean, you're bleeding from the area where penis would be penetrating that area. It's messy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that can feel a little weird that like, oh, I'm going to get my partner messy. Yes. I can imagine that being a problem. Yeah. Yeah. But also just periods in general. Yeah. We've definitely talked about the fact that periods in general, people don't like to like know that women have their periods. We don't want to know that you're on a period. Yeah. And so I imagine that there's women listening who are not super clear with their partners when their periods start. Mm-hmm. Or they try to hide the fact that they're on their period. Like yes. when they change a tampon or something, maybe they want like no evidence of it in the right. trash in the bathroom. Yes. Or if they have an accident, they won't hang their panties up to dry where their partner might see them mm-hmm. after they clean them up, which is the only way that my husband knows I'm on my period. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh there's underwear hanging. Stabbing your period. Um, but also, I think that there's um, plenty of women who, like you said, they're closet period sex havers. Yes. Or maybe they tried it once or twice, or maybe they like it, but their husbands don't, or maybe... Or their husbands do, and they're not quite sure about it. There's so many elements here to navigate, Mm -hmm. and it starts with having a pretty open line of communication between partners. Yes. And... Isn't that like the crux of it, all the things? It is, unfortunately. Communicating. Yeah. I know. I'm not always good at it. Uh -uh. And uh, the other element is, are you comfortable enough 
in your body and secure enough with the body functions that you spend a fourth of your month doing yeah in order to get creative in navigating this element Mm -hmm. for um your enjoyment for the health of your intimate relationship for uh just overall physical health right right so a lot of people feel like they need to stop having sex on their period uh and for lots of reasons so what are some reasons that people don't want to have sex on their period besides that it's just messy um well i mean like logistically what does that look like yeah right yes i think that they're afraid of well i mean i guess that goes back to messy i was gonna say like people are like afraid to get things stained or you know. dirty. Yes, we don't generally like to see blood as a culture. Like that's no. not a thing that like we don't want to see it in places, right? Or on on our stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or what on about, our partner's stuff. Uh, yeah. The on our partner's on our junk. Yeah. What about um? What about just the aspect of? discomfort on your period like just physical discomfort whether you're having sex or not yeah absolutely like lots of women are experiencing bloating or cramping or just like generally feeling like kind of moody Mm -hmm. or annoyed really easily yes um headaches stuff like that right yeah you're maybe just not in a sexual mood right absolutely which we've done previous podcasts on orgasm and we have learned that orgasming can actually help those, like, certain aches and pains and headaches and cramping and all kinds of things, too. Right. So what are the benefits of having sex on your period before we get to sharing with people how how you actually can make this possible? What are the benefits to just, like, considering doing it? Well, not having to take time away from your sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people, you know, they're like, okay, I'm planning this, but oh goodness, we're like doing this that weekend, but we can't have sex because there we go, like I'm on my period. Right. Right. But that's not true. Right. Right. What are some other reasons that people should have, should consider having yes. sex on their period? Um, Because it's a normal body function and there's nothing wrong with, there's no difference except some logistical pieces yeah right yeah so having an orgasm on your period can actually create endorphins that help soothe your symptoms while Mm -hmm. you're on your period yep um it can ease cramping having that uterine contraction during an orgasm actually helps your uterus to kind of like reset like kind of gives it like this little shock so that it can be more efficient at eliminating the contents mm-hmm. um and also it just um it it connects you to a mostly usually stable element in your life that is rhythmic like having sex right and so kind of bringing that peace into the the daily life of when sometimes having your period feels very um intrusive even though we're used to having it all the time right we're kind of like oh gosh I gotta deal with this right now Mm -hmm. maybe you don't maybe you don't maybe we don't have to think of it quite 
so drastically is something we have to deal with. Yes, absolutely. Um, what are some myths about period sex that we can kind of like dispel? Uh, well, I would assume the biggest one is that you cannot get pregnant on your period. And so that's not true. Correct. You can, you can. get Absolutely. pregnant on your period. So how would someone know if they would be somebody who could get pregnant on their period? Well, it really just depends sort of on cycle length and understanding your cycle as a whole and those first couple weeks, right? Like before ovulation, if it's, if that, if usual, right? Like that's like the normal a couple weeks, Mm -hmm. but if it's shorter, absolutely. Yeah. So you can be, you can be ovulating again while you're shedding your uterine lining. Mm -hmm. Also sperm can live for three to five days. So you could be not necessarily bleeding anymore, but you can have those elements kind of cross over. In sort of the perfect, I was going to say the perfect storm, but that's like, it's like the perfect <laughs> little situ- life situation, right? Where you've had sex even days prior and you're ovulating and look, that sperm that like has been hanging out and like in it to win it meets the egg and all of a sudden, there we go. And there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we talked about some of the hazards of period sex. It's the mess, and we'll get to that because yes, that truly is what you have to conquer. Yes, is the mess. But what are some other things to consider um, that like people might not necessarily have correct information about, or maybe not be aware of? Yes. So I thought it was interesting um, about you know sex on your period in general. If you are having sex during your period without using a condom, depending obviously on your partner and all of that, the risk of getting an STI, including HIV, or a yeast infection even, actually increases. So if you're having sex on your period, the risk of that actually increases due to just hormonal your hormonal situation while you're on your period. So something That's about important. like yeah. the way that your hormones interact mm-hmm. during the time that you're menstruating increases your risk for infection. It's not because the blood is present necessarily. Right. It's the hormones that are on board during your periods. It really probably has nothing to do with actual blood. menstruation. Right, right, right. Okay. Yes. So that's something to consider. So... So oftentimes, you're, the shift that your body has to make for menstruation can kind of put a couple different things off kilter. Mm-hmm. And so that can be when you're just more susceptible to illness in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have recurrent UTIs or yeast infections, sometimes those can get exacerbated by intercourse. Yes. During that time. So that's for an sure. important thing. Not that we're trying to give you excuses not to do it or try it. but it's important to be aware. Yeah. Those are the actual facts. Yes. Right? Not some of the other things that people are thinking. Like, um, I think that there's a belief out there that that men don't want anything to do with menstrual intercourse. And that's not necessarily true. I mean, I'm sure there's some men who don't. Are like are not interested in yeah. that, but I think when presented with the option to have sex, whether you're on your period or not, 
your partner's probably going to be pretty stoked about that. I think in general, most men are like, no, I would rather be close to you and have an orgasm than abstain for five to seven days. Yes. Agreed. What's been your experience, if you don't mind sharing, with... (laughs) Let me put you on the spot right here. Tell me about your sex life. Because I can share, too. Obviously, it sounds like we're both very, like, period sex. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally comfortable with it. Comfortable with. Right. So those are the two elements that are important. Yes. You can't have one person not wanting it and the other person wanting it. It's not going to work out. Absolutely. Um, But so what we want to illustrate is that you're hearing from two people who are comfortable doing it and have partners who are comfortable mm-hmm. doing it. And so that is, that's where we're coming from. And if you or your partner are not comfortable with it, then it's not going, whatever we have to say is not going to matter because yeah. Yeah. We can't make you comfortable with it. But what we can do is we can share some information that gives you some tools in order to consider it. And consider being creative around it because that's all it really takes is just like yes. a little bit of extra effort to make yes. it work. And it doesn't happen nicely every time. No. There's plenty of times I've had period sex where I'm like, we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad call. <laughs> it was not worth yeah. it. Um, so what, what are the... What are the tips that we have to set people up to have the most positive experience possible? Yes. Yeah. Well, I think kind of going back to what we originally were talking about, about the communication part of it, is actually talking about it. Because I think it's a little too... It. You certainly could decide in the moment for your very first time of having period sex, of course. But I think that it makes for a more enjoyable experience when you've actually discussed it and come to like a mutual agreement that like, yeah, this is cool. We're okay with it. And, um, that again comes with comfort of discussing these types of things with your partner. One of the reasons that we actually wanted to make this podcast was because we did a Facebook live in our, um, Facebook group. And one of the commenters was like, wait, people have sex on their periods. Like, what are you talking about? And a lot of other commenters were like, yeah, I didn't know you didn't know that was a thing. Like, I thought everybody knew that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it took my husband and I, you know, a, a while after we got married and, like, moved in together, got used to, like, each other's rhythms before we realized, like, oh, this is actually an option. I think for me, it was just sort of like a, no. We don't do that. We don't do that because that would be, like, gross. Yeah. Right? It was, was sort of my idea. And um, understandably so, it was my husband who was like, well, let's just see what happens. Let's just try and see if it's gross. <laughs> this isn't gross. We should do this all the time. I guess there's also, too, like, definitely a guy who might, like, enjoy it extra. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm sure there's... I'm sure there's people out there who enjoy it extra. So it's not, it's a mutual decision about everybody's, you know, desire. Yes. I would say in, in my relationship, I'm the one who's more about it than my husband. My husband's like, Oh God, would you just like get over it? Yeah. Uh, because 
for me, I have like some kind of like specific things. I think if it was up to me, I would not have sex on my period. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to have sex. Mm-hmm. I don't have a desire to have sex when I'm on my period. And um, I, I do get really mentally consumed with the messy part of it. So it's hard for me to kind of like let go and enjoy myself because I'm just thinking like of like set blood spraying up on the ceiling, which <laughs> <laughs> just never happened, but it could. But in my mind it, it has. Could. So it takes me a little bit of extra time to relax. And then yeah. also I don't like foreplay. No. It's like we're getting to the mm-hmm. we're getting to the point which is mostly the opportunity for, for my husband mm-hmm. to um, be able to express the way that he connects with me and for me to tolerate it this particular time <laughs> yeah. in order for us to do that because the benefit is greater than yes yeah than the risk right and I'm sure there's plenty of people who like plenty of women out there who are like I love it. I think that, like, you know, they enjoy it more. On yeah. The, you know, whatever. So, obviously, this is a whole spectrum of experiences. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, um, for for us in my bed, and what I hear a lot of women say is sometimes they, like, take a shower first. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, there's a certain... There's, yeah. We always have sex at night. We're not... That's the time when we have to connect. So, I've been menstruating all day long right right right. (laughs) because shower is a good thing yeah um just mentally for me to feel clean er and um dark towels or dark sheets Mm -hmm. putting those down seems to be something that really helps i don't know like do do you think that most women have like uh like sex towels i was just thinking that because we have sex towels. I was going to say, we have, like, towels that are the towels that you use for the things, not just that, but, like, not our shower towels. Yeah. Yes. I think that most people will have those kinds of towels. Because we have, like, a drawer with, like, just sex towels. <laughs> <laughs> I learned so much about you in this I, podcast. I think a lot of people are learning a lot of things about both of us. Um, but, like, but I think so. So, if but Ben having gets that on those, or, yeah. I don't care because they're going back in the sex drawer. Like, I'm not using them. <laughs> you know, the sex for drawer. like my my guests are not right, using right, right. sex towels, yeah. right? I hope not, unless they're never mind. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, they're not. No, no, no. Um, what are some other tips that make period sex a little bit more manageable? Well, I think, again, the cleanliness aspect of it, um, you have to kind of think ahead about it. So it's usually not as spontaneous. spontaneous. But some people do like to be in the shower to do, you know, whatever, like other places. Good point. Yeah. So that they don't get other things dirty. Or they don't have to think about it so much. I don't think it's so much that we're so worried about getting things dirty because it's just a matter. They don't want to see their blood as much on things. And I don't want to have, I don't want to change all the sheets on my bed plus the duvet. Yeah. Right. Because we decided to have three minute sex on my period. Like that would just be like not worth it. And like time management (laughs) for me. (laughs) 
But yeah, also uh, just you just don't want to like imagine where it's getting. Yeah, yeah. Because like I said, like I gotta wash my underwear every time I start my period. Like mm-hmm. obviously, there's a lot of pieces of this to manage. Yes, absolutely. And it feels very private. So in order to open yourself up, literally, mm-hmm. for that element allowing your partner to come in on that space that we're already working so hard and just accepting the fact that our bodies do that. Mm -hmm. Then you bring in this other element of sexual health communication. Yes. And so in order to make another like intimate and vulnerable thing. Yeah. Right. And I love your advice about talking about it ahead of time because it's not going to be something like, like you're probably not going to, just be cuddling on your period, knowing that your partner is going to be trying to have sex right, with you right. and not say something. Yeah. Because that's really, I mean, I'm sure there's people who have done that, but like, that's a pretty big surprise. Yeah. Inconsiderate, I'd say. I'd be like, I mean, he, he might think that there's something seriously wrong <laughs> if the lights are on. He's like, what is happening to my kid? <laughs> Some men actually have a sensitivity to menstrual blood on their bare, the bare skin of their penis. Yes, it is, um, you know, important to keep them in mind. Right. Um, but there's some inflammation that can happen. It's not necessarily common, but something to kind of keep in mind for the men in your life in terms of period sex. Um, but it can cause an inflammation of their penis head. It's actually a, a type of infection, and it's called balanitis. Yeah, and so that's just like it's just an extra sensitivity to the menstrual blood and mm-hmm. the friction. Yep. Um, and so if that's happened to you before, that's not uncommon. Yes. That is a thing that happens, and so in that case, you could, you know, use a condom. Mm-hmm. Some couples might prefer doing that just in general. Like that might be, and that might help them ease the idea yeah, that's of true. the the contact with the blood. Mm-hmm. And there's also those, um, like they're kind of like menstrual cups that you can insert. Yeah, they're like the uh, disposable ones, right. those plastic ones. I forget what they're called. Yeah, and they're supposed to hold the blood in your vagina and not. Uh, Make a barrier to penetration. Right. I'm not 100% that that's a possibility. I do know people who... Real people? Real people. That use that? I mean, I know a person, I suppose I should say. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. Who uses it... During sex? During sex, on their period, they say it is... It works. The way to do it. For them. Have they had a vaginal birth? Yes, two. Ah. Think about that. Ponder. Hmm. We're all about just giving you the options. Yeah. We're right. midwives after all. I know. Options. Options of all the things. Okay. So um, what are some other practical tips? Mm. I say get on bottom. Let gravity hold the blood in go. as much as possible. Yeah. Let your guy be on top. No, I always say don't do a bunch of thrusting, please. Mm-hmm. Just go in and stay in. I don't. I just get the job done. Oh, I just don't like the 
Uh, I don't yeah. want the penis like touching my thighs with all the stuff. Right, because it can look pretty crazy afterwards. Yeah, which I don't know why I care about that. Right. I mean, it's just that mental piece. I'm like, can just keep mental- it contained in this one <laughs> small area? So small. Yeah. Tight. <laughs> pleasurable and warm. Yes. <laughs> and and so it just might not be as sexy because you're having to talk about it. Yes, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, no, please just stay in there. Okay. And you probably have some, like, hydrogen peroxide waiting for you over the side to help clean out any stains. Yeah. Come on. So let's talk about that a little bit, too. Just cleaning the blood in general. Well, if you don't have hydrogen peroxide, Amazon Prime it. Or go to the dollar store. Whatever. Grab some. Because that's going to be a huge asset. Yeah. You'll want like a bottle or two of that. That's just like a general household item. Yeah. I feel like most people have it, but you might not. probably do. And so what's so great about hydrogen peroxide? Maybe you didn't know that it works for this. Because it can be used for many things, but it is a wonderful blood stain remover. That's right. Yeah. Okay, and so you you try to pour the hydrogen peroxide on the stain, like before it sets, yes. or even if it dries, it'll still do. It's the kind same of fun job. To, to watch it because it bubbles up. Yeah, yeah. So fun. you let it sit there for a little bit, rinse it mm-hmm. off, pour some more on. You can do that, you know, five or six times until you get that stain lifted mm-hmm. from the material, and then wash it. Cold water. Yeah. That's a, that's a funny thing because most people want to wash stains with hot water to try to get the stain right. liquefied and moving, but with blood, it'll actually just coagulate and adhere yes, to the cold. fibers. So you want to use cold; that'll help get it moving through. Yep. Um, and then back to like the dark towels. Yes. Yeah. If you're gonna. If you're thinking logistically, you probably want to use either towels or sheets that are not like your pristine white ones that you love so much. Yeah. Somebody told me once that for their for a wedding gift, they <laughs> got a set of oh my dark gosh, towels. That's funny. That was like it was very clearly communicated to them, this is for period sex. <laughs> that's such a funny gift, right? That's my new wedding gift. Here you go. Here's a brochure. <laughs> Listen to episode 14. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. Okay, so what if people try this and they hate it? What if they're like, okay, fine, we're going to try it. They they listen to our advice, they give it a whirl, and they hate it. And they're upset with us. Um, Well, that's okay. Yeah, we can handle a little bit of your disappointment. Well, and like, it's okay to not do it, too. Right. You know? Absolutely. But you can also potentially maybe use some of these tips and techniques. Maybe talk about it a little more. Give it another shot. Yeah. But some women might like doing hands and knees or like doggy style. Mm hmm. Just because you're like, I'm over here. <laughs> you're over there. <laughs> you're over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but definitely, yeah, communicating about it and potentially trying, you know, a few times because it's just like, and you try it the first time, you might not be like super into it. You might not ever be super into it. Right. Well, like Tiffany was talking about, but you know, 
if you can find something that is manageable, it's definitely like worth checking out. Yeah. Because again, being on your period is a large portion of your life. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And it's a thing. It's a thing that people do. I think that's a thing. thing that we want to communicate. Yes, it is a thing that people do. And it's a healthy thing. It's perfectly fine. Great. Period sex. Uh, yeah. All of it. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> but we hope you give us some feedback, especially you who have never tried it before. Go and try it. Come to our Facebook Live or a little Facebook group, Wine and Guy and Community on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it. Yeah, we want to know. We would, there. This is a good... This is a good episode for lots of feedback. Because yes. we have like our limited um, experiences and a couple people have shared things with mm-hmm. us. But in general, this is kind of like a new topic that we're yes. discussing more publicly. And so hearing what other people do or what other people have tried is going to be huge. For sure. So hop over to our Facebook community page, uh, community group where we can have more discussions with one another and the other women in that group. And then our Instagram account is going to be a place where we mm-hmm. ask questions. We love to do quick polls. <laughs> we love to share. There's something so satisfying about those Instagram polls. Yes or no. <laughs> right? Make your choice. Right now. It's so stressful. <laughs> and so we just love interacting with yes, you guys so after the fact. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this right now and you have not left us a review on iTunes, please do. That helps yes. us a lot so that we can continue to share this information with other ladies. Mm-hmm. And we will be catching you guys next week for a little bit of pelvic floor talk. Hey. Everybody's got one. You gotta talk about it. <laughs> Alright guys, we'll catch you later. Have a good week, gainers. Bye. The sponsor of today's show is Whole Mother Co., a fun give back shop that includes you, the busy mama, in making an impact with your purchases. Your partnership raises money, promotes awareness, and supports the mother-friendly causes you care about. Use code WINEANDGUIDE at wholemotherco.com to get $5 off your first order. Wow, Kelly, they made it all the way to the end. What did they win? Lady, you've won a priceless connection with your amazing body that you've been doing your fab life in. Our hope is we've gifted you with some information and perspective you can use. Sharing is caring, and our mission is to make these topics familiar to all women. We bet you can think of three people right now who will find this episode helpful. So be a pal and share it. Lastly, you won't want to miss a thing coming up in Wine and Guide, so subscribe to get all the tasty details directly to your ears. Have a great day, vagina experts!